0: Stagger Podcast. Those
1: guys are idiots. Welcome into the Stagger Podcast. What is up? I am J.D. Smith. And I'm Derek
2: Smith. How y'all doing today?
1: Oh, we got a lot of news to get to today, my friend. We are going to recap the uh, Bristol race. Yes, indeed. We are going to do that. And I'm excited for it because we're going to talk to someone that I have known for a long time. We are going to talk to someone who started a NASCAR fantasy league that I am actually in. And in that fantasy league, uh, I'm not doing very well right now, but the group of guys who formed that fantasy league, a lot of them went to Bristol this past weekend to watch the playoff race. So we're going to talk to Ori Roberts from Dick Trickle Racing, which is what they call their fantasy league, which I think is awesome and I enjoy it. So uh, we're going to talk to him later about Bristol and the fallout from there, what happened, what the night was like, all of that. But we're actually not going to start with Bristol. We're not going to start with talking about the new racetrack that NASCAR has announced they're going to, which is also pretty exciting. We're going to talk about what I think is perhaps the biggest... I I don't know. You tell me, Derek. Is this the biggest owner news you can possibly ever think of in NASCAR?
2: Uh, Considering the weight that comes behind the Jordan brand, I would say, hell yeah, it's the biggest owner news ever. I mean, short of maybe... I'm trying to think of who like you'd have to guess, guess go to a polarizing figure, but if you take any celebrity that you can think of in Hollywood or in the music industry, like if Blake Shelton became the owner of a, of a team, be like, well, oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah. You know? but That's not, if, I mean, Blake Shelton is if Miley well-known. Cyrus became
2: a owner of a team. We'd be like, Oh, that's cool. I mean, that's she's well known, right? Yeah. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah. I mean, but Michael <laughs> Jordan, he's already got a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. He's already got athletes upon athletes upon athletes that are signed. So think about, your guest of honor list. Like, you know, when you go to IndyCar, they have like a hospitality, NASCAR, they have a hospitality, four of the ones famous for bringing in guests that hang out in the paddock. Think about the hospitality at a, you know, let's fast forward two years, COVID's done, we're all back at the track, There's, there's, you know, everything's, midways are back at the track and you have a hospitality suite. And you get a chance to score a ticket to the Jordan Hamlin Racing, whatever they're gonna call themselves, hospitality tent you're gonna go up and you're gonna you're gonna be seeing who like zion williamson you're gonna be seeing like all these nba players all these uh, football players baseball players uh, celebrities i mean it's gonna be this has the chance if they do it right and if toyota says hey i mean i know joe gibbs has has done well for toyota but this cannot be a levine family racing deal this can't even really be a furniture row racing deal this has to be toyota's factory team
1: all right, let's actually talk about what the announcement is before we get into all that. The announcement is Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin are partnering as co-owners of a new racing team that will feature Bubba Wallace as the driver for this team. It is a Toyota racing development product, so it is going to be a Toyota factory-backed team. And this this partnership, you're right. I don't think when people, you know, first saw this or I guess when people when we talked about you know, what if Bubba goes off and starts a new team? There were there were rumors that Jordan was going to be involved. Mm-hmm. But I think what, what a lot of people's questions were was, okay, what's that team going to look like? Well, the rules that are in place now in NASCAR, you can't just have a fifth team, right? right. I mean, you right. can't do it that way. So Joe Gibbs is not going to be allowed to do that. But you can certainly pay a lot of money and get all the technical expertise, and you can certainly go that route. And I do think that's more of what you're going to see out of this. You're right. To your point, Michael Jordan is not getting into this sport, and Denny Hamlin's not putting his hard earned money on the line to then go out there and run 25th. Like, no. they're, they're not going out there to run 15th, quite honestly. No. Like, now that may end up happening for a, a good part of next season because yeah. it's a new team. It's going to take some time to get the continuity built up. And, you know, this is a project that's going to take many years probably to come to full fruition, but. Let's be real here. Michael Jordan is not getting into this to be bad. Right. You know, and and I I would hesitate the people who might look at his, you know, ownership in the NBA and say, "Well, he owns a team that's been mediocre." Yeah, I don't think he likes that. And I don't think that that's his goal. And I certainly don't think he's looking to do that again with more money. Let's yeah. let's talk a little bit though about the history of Michael Jordan cuz I didn't realize this. Michael Jordan, he had an interview with Dale Jr. last yeah. year. Where he went in depth about how, yeah, my dad used to take our family to NASCAR races. He, yeah. he name-checked Wendell Scott. He yep. said he enjoyed watching all these guys, Richard Petty, over the years. He grew up with NASCAR. Yep. Being a, a native son of North Carolina, that makes a hell of a lot of sense to me. Yep, This is not, for people who think this is some kind of publicity stunt, this is something where Michael Jordan has been involved in NASCAR with Denny Hamlin for what seven eight years at mm-hmm. least if not more yeah this is not new for him it's just his level of involvement is significant now and it's much more involved
2: yeah and, and if you remember back to uh if you just look at the fire suits everyone's got a sparko or a simpsons or an uh, um, alpine stars that's usually who you see making the fire suits i mean now you've got i mean you've had a jordan brand fire suit for the last five six years uh denny hamlin is a, is the first nascar jordan athlete and Bubba Wallace is going to be the second.
1: Yeah, oh, right. And and not just that. I mean, the money that's going to come in here from not just Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin, who those guys are rich. They've got a lot of money to make this happen. Michael Jordan's worth $1.6 billion. Buh, bu so billion. <laughs> I mean, he does not walk in here and look at Rick Hendrick or Joe Gibbs and say, oh, I don't know if I can compete. No, he can He's got the financial means to do that. But what he has that those guys flat out don't. Joe Gibbs does to some degree, I guess. And Rick Hendrick has developed this over the years. But no one can walk into a room like Michael Jordan and say, hi, I want you to be involved with me. And that company says, what's it going to take? Like, usually it's the other way around, right? Where, like, you're you're looking for sponsors and you're saying, well, if we could just get you to come on board. Like, Michael Jordan's not driving the race car, but he's owning the team. And if you think for a second there's not going to be opportunities there if he if he wants to win races for sure michael jordan's going to do a commercial for someone that gets them on a race car and with bubba wallace and and that that's going to be such a huge activation for whatever brand that is i don't think people understand It's not just his money and Denny Hamlin's money. It's the fact that both those guys are marketable with Bubba Wallace, who's also extremely marketable. And now all three of those guys are going to be available to do advertisements for whatever company it is that wants to endorse their car. Yeah, of course, there's going to be opportunities there. And it's going to make a lot of sense for people who say, well, we weren't sure if we wanted to get into NASCAR because we didn't know who it appeals to. Well, who does Michael Jordan appeal to? Everyone is Everyone. the answer. Everyone. Yeah. So if if you're not sure how that's going to look, yeah. they're going to be able to appeal to a broad audience more so than yeah. probably any driver in the history of NASCAR. Yeah.
2: You know, it's funny. Even the racist on Facebook post comments this uh, when the news broke last night, uh, even they were saying, well... Denny Hamlin's now he's a loser too now, but you know MJ, it's good to see him in sport. I mean, I, I, I I'm curious how going to work out. It. It's what are they like do? <laughs> like MJ's terrible. Like, okay, what are they going to do now? They're going to be like, you know what? LeBron's the best NBA player ever. It's settled. He's the best one. I mean, it's funny. Like, I, I it, it's going to be they're a they're not going to th- run to
1: LeBron gonna, because LeBron. Yeah, has said all kinds about, of things that they it's don't gonna agree be, with too. It's
2: going to be the funniest. Because, re- you know, there's like a reality show TV gap because they haven't been filming because of COVID. The best reality show that we're going to have is probably the winner of this year and into next season, the 2020-2021 racist mind melting. It's going to be pretty fun. I mean, there's a couple of things in life that could change, and one of them is going to be Bubba Wallace getting on the uh, a podium finish, which I know they don't have a NASCAR, but you know multiple top fives, and then I can see him definitely pulling the trigger and with Toyota power at the super speedways. I mean, he's. Oh, going to be... I was just thinking. I mean, what it, better way, lock.
1: dude? Bubba's been top five at at plate tracks. Yeah, his. I mean, many times. Like, and the there's... Chevys
2: have. I mean, Austin Dillon won a couple of years ago, but the Chevys have not been as fast on the super speedways as they. H-
1: as they had been the last five, six well, years. Well, and now you got the next gen car coming. So who knows how yeah. that's all going to reset. Yeah, this, is yeah, a- this is the thing, though. Here, understand this for everyone who's not grasping that. Yeah. Gibbs and Hendrick are going to be more position, and Penske are going to be much better positioned than everyone else when it comes to the next gen car because they've got more people, they've got more resources, they've got all that. But The whole point of the next-gen car is to say, if you're Michael Jordan and you want to get into this sport, you've got a much better chance to compete with Gibbs, who's been doing this for 30 years, and Hendrick, who's been doing this for 30 years. You have a much better chance now to compete with them because the cars are going to be much more technically even, and they're going to be helped out tremendously by that. So, Much much like IndyCar.
2: there's Obviously, in IndyCar, there's teams like Andretti and Penske are always going to kind of pace the field. However... There's teams like Arrow, Schmidt-Peterson, Hamlin, McLaren, whatever whatever that yeah. one is called. <laughs> right. um, there's teams like that that can get shoot up. And I mean, Pato Award had a top five recently in in, in the last few weeks. And there's been a lot of guys that, Renus VK that just came in the series, he's been pacing really good. Um, Connor Daly with the three teams he drives for, he he sits on a pole every now and then. So I think NASCAR is going to follow that suit of, it's really going to be anyone's game. It's going to put the, the skill back in the driver's hands. It's going to allow teams that as long as you... I mean, if you're coming in like B.J. McLeod, no offense to their operation, you're probably not going to be getting top 10s and top 15s. But but it's going to give the teams like RPM, like what Jermaine Racing was, um, like uh, maybe even the Gaunt brothers, it's going to give them a chance to be competitive and be top 20 um, consistently if their driver holds it through and they take care of tires. There's a lot of things that go into this, right? But one thing I do want to speak on is I do believe that because I've heard a lot of people on the on the naysayers saying I hope Bob Wallace doesn't go to Toyota because the you know, Furniture Row ran, got ran out of, of the series now Levine Family Racing's r- getting run out of the series I'm sorry no with all due respect to Bob Levine and Barney Visser if they walk into a boardroom and say <laughs> hey we'd like you to sponsor our team yeah sponsorship was an issue for those guys I, I understand that
1: well it, I mean Furniture Row I mean isn't that that's that's Barney Visser's company. Yeah. Right? So, I mean it's like he so was self-sponsoring.
2: He was self-sponsoring that. half the calendar. He yeah. had he had an insurance company and Bass Pro. That was his two main sponsors. And and the, that fits Martin Truex Jr.'s profile. He can kind of sell to those audiences. Bubba can sell to a diverse audience, Denny can sell to a diverse audience, and of course MJ can sell to pretty much anyone that's not from Boston.
1: So well, <laughs> Oh, right. I mean, <laughs> look, the the reality is there there's there's so many I I don't understand I, I know that most people don't delve into this world because it's not their thing, but I work in the media. You've been around the media. Too. I work and in sales. You work so, in sales. Yeah. And like we both understand that the ability to just have someone that everyone else goes, whatever they're doing, I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I see that in my business. You've seen that in your business. Michael Jordan. I don't think this is anybody is, is shocked by this. Michael Jordan has that ability more so than almost any human being who's ever walked the face of the earth. There are maybe four or five people like him, like LeBron is one of them, who who have that as well. But very few people have that ability. And so if Michael Jordan wants to go to McDonald's and says, hey, McDonald's, I know you've got other partnerships, but I'd like to to be on I'd like to endorse McDonald's. I want to I want McDonald's to be in partnership with my team. They're gonna think long and hard about exclusivity there. Mm-hmm. If he walks into any now I'm sure he's not gonna come in and just be like, let's steal FedEx away from Joe Gibbs. That's not like I'm sure they're not doing that, but there will I can't fathom them having trouble getting sponsors. And as everyone knows in this sport, if you can get sponsors, you can get dollars and then you can build race cars that can beat or compete like yep. they're going to be right up there. You're not going to you're not going to be lacking in equipment. Um so I think Bubba Wallace's talent is certainly a, still a bit of a question mark from the standpoint of he's a great race car driver. You don't get to NASCAR if you're not a great race car driver. Yeah. He I think has the ability to become a champion. Can he become a champion? Can he become a multiple-time champion? Can he eventually become one of the greatest drivers in the history of the sport? These are all questions that now we might get an answer to because the equipment's going to be great. And don't underestimate the fact of this, too. How many people are sitting there today, woke up working for Joe Gibbs, Roger Penske, Rick Hendrick, name your owner, and said, oh, they're going to need a tire expert. Oh, they're going to need an arrow guy. Oh, they're gonna need a, a pull-down mechanic who knows what he's doing. Like, I better get my resume polished up and send it over there because I want to work with Michael freaking Jordan. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I want to be on this team that I get. I'm I I get to go work with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's my boss. Hell yeah, I'm into that. Like, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of Carolina. Grown, born, and raised guys who grew up idolizing Michael Jordan who now work in the sport who say, I don't care that I work for Rick Hendrick. Michael Jordan's paying the same amount of money or maybe better, but I'm going there because I want to help that team win. This is going to draw talent from behind the scenes too, and the sponsorship dollars will be there to match up the equipment. You tell me how these these cars aren't going to be fast when they get them out on the track eventually. Maybe not right away, but eventually. Well, think about this.
2: A name okay, I want to do a quick rapid fire. Top five owners, NASCAR owners out, not including the one that just got announced yesterday. Top five NASCAR owners go. Just, of all time? No, or? no, just right now. Just top five that come to your head right uh, now, current.
1: Joe Gibbs, Roger Penske, Rick Hendrick. I just named three. Uh, and then uh Most, Tony Stewart, no. Tony Stewart, okay. um, and then um uh Richard Childress.
2: Childers, okay. Out of those five that you named, you left off the goat. Richard Petty. But um, after, that, <laughs> right. after okay, that. fair enough. Roger, yeah, Richard yeah. Petty obviously. So, but, yeah, too. but you put in someone, and Tony's what, pushing 50 now? A Tony's probably the youngest of those guys. Tony's the youngest of those guys. So if you look at the so no, NAS- probably he is, NASCAR right. has a problem, or had a problem, does have a problem. It, it's transitioning right now. They have a problem of Rick Hendrick is in his 70s. You've got Joe Gibbs in his 70s. Richard Childress is, I think, if he's not in his 70s, upper 60s. Roger Penske's in his 70s. Richard Petty's in his 80s? Yeah. So you're looking at a very, very old, I mean, these are the owners that if God forbid something happened, boom, 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 there's a vacuum. The only one that has a clear secession plan is Hendrick with Jeff Gordon. He's been kind of appointed to take over the reins of that organization. Yeah. So think about this. If you fast forward five years, there's going to be other people that are just going to drop out for whatever reason. It always happens. So this is a chance for Dale Jr. to step up and say, hey, maybe we renegotiate our alliance with Hendrick and we become another Chevy team. Yeah, and maybe they swallow up a—you never know. Oh, what I, happens. I for sure but, think Junior so you, will
1: be up in the sport in five as a in, cup series. Yeah, yeah
2: in five sure. years you have the ownership. This is your new owner pool in five to ten years. I mean, let's just go ten years because we want all those owners to still be here in ten years. But let's just say you've got Tony Stewart, you've got Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin, Dale Junior, Jeff Gordon. You've got a nucleus of owners who can now go into the next realm. You even look at what if Matt oh, and, Matt Collig and, makes the jump up, and, and 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 as much as you make fun of the Dylan boys. They're probably going to become oh, ownership they, they of children, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, Ty Dillon, this might be his chance to say, you know what? I love racing, and I'll still do what Ross Chastain has done, and, and, and Trevor Bayne and some of those guys, and come back, or Greg Biffle, race select races here and there. And Ross Chastain, what I say? he's doing full time. Yeah, he, he's going to be full time. Yeah, yeah. But you know, what I'm saying, like, there might be a spot for him to say, hey, pops, I want to be an exec. I want to when you, oh, when, you yeah. when you when you when you pass over the reins. To my dad, I want to be the guy that's next in succession. I want Childress Racing to live on with my name as a 30-year-old yeah. being the being the executive in waiting. You know, so this is a good chance, I think, for Ty Dillon with his team, Jermaine Racing, shutting down. That's the how, <clears throat> that's the charter that um, that Hamlin and Jordan have, have purchased. I think it's a great opportunity for Ty Dillon to sit here and say, Hey, I can still run races. I can still run Xfinity Childress or colleague, have some fun, be like AJ Almondaire, what he's doing, go out, and win some races in Xfinity. But learn, get your feet wet with, with with the executive ship and be able to to help build that legacy and be a part of the next crop of owners. NASCAR's got in a great position to have a young ownership group, much like IndyCar has now, where they've got some young younger owners in the sport. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, and I, I, I do have some wow. Wild- I'm, in-
1: I'm very interested in all that, but I just did want to point out for those who didn't catch that, what you said. Yeah, yeah so Jermaine Racing did sell their charter to this Jordan Hamlin group. And so now they own that charter chances they buy another one down the road, I think are very good. I'm not, I, there's no inside reporting there or anything. I just, I don't think it's out of the question. And in fact, on their statement, I want to say they said Bubba Wallace will be the lead driver of this new team. Hmm. And I, and that could just be the way they're saying it to clarify that like, this is not Denny Hamlin driving. This is not any type like, well, yeah. Right. I mean, Denny may go into business for himself. At some what if point. there's a new
2: manufacturer that comes in?
1: Well, I don't know. I that don't could, know man. Look, here's the reality, though. With this new next gen car coming, this is a total reset for the sport. And yes, the big dogs are going to have a chance. But I truly think when you line up everything in five years, I think we're going to be looking at Jordan Hamlin Racing as being one of the premier teams, plural cars mm-hmm. in the sport. It may only be a two car team. I don't think you're going to see a lot of four-car operations building up in the future. I think you will see more two and three-car deals, a two-car maybe with like a third one that's, you know, yeah. kind of runs here and there, bring up a young guy, let him run 10 races, but yeah, I mean, Michael Jordan specifically said in this uh entire, you know, press release, he said, "One of the reasons I got into the sport was because of the steps they've taken with equality, of the banning of the Confederate flag. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge deal for him, and rightfully so. He also said, if I'm going to get into this sport, there was no question who I was going to pick. I was going to pick the black driver and give him an opportunity. And he said, I'm looking forward to more opportunities for African-American drivers coming up into the sport. So who knows, man? Michael Jordan... He has a racing background. I don't yeah. know if you knew this. Do you know
2: what he used to own? He used to own. I'm blank. Wait, I'm blanking. I know this. I know this.
1: No, as far as a racing team, you're no. not going to know this because I didn't know this. And I don't think most people do. He owned a motorcycle That's racing right. team yeah. for seven years. Yeah. And so when they were talking to him about this, he said, Yeah, for my time. In motorcycle racing, I know factory support is huge. You have to have factory support. You're not competitive. if you Like, he gets it. And I'm quite sure when he gets in here and gets a little bit more, you know, Denny's not going to be lost on this. Denny Hamlin's going to say, hey, Mike, you know what would be good is if we had a full-time Xfinity team where we could drop a second car down and then I can go run Xfinity races for you. Now, maybe he's not allowed to do that because of his Gibbs relationship right now. But at some point... Like, I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an Xfinity team out of this. Wouldn't even surprise me totally if there was a truck team out of this at some point, if yeah. they really get down into it. Um, so it would, who
2: knows? It would be great if they had alignment. I mean, who knows if Denny Hamlin's going to be able to do this, but if it is in the Toyota camp, wouldn't it be cool if they had an alignment with, say, Kyle Busch Motorsports? And, and basically, that was a proving ground for not just... So Toyota looks at this and goes, hey, we've always put our eggs in one basket with Joe Gibbs. Now we have a chance to do it, Joe Gibbs and Jordan Hamlin... We have a chance to go and bring in guys like I mean, if Jordan's looking for a diverse crop of drivers, I mean, the first guy that I think could be one of those candidates for that feeder series would be our friend Raja Karuth. Of course, as yeah. he get, as he builds and builds his resume, it'd be great to see him in a truck in a year or two and see if he can prove himself at, at a place like our at a place like Kyle Busch Motorsports. That's gonna be great.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. By the way, speaking of the truck series, this is a, a point made by NASCAR Man on Twitter uh, at NASCAR Man underscore R If you want to follow him but I didn't know this. See if you knew it. Denny Hamlin drove a Jordan brand truck at Martinsville in October of 2013. Won the pole, led 65 laps, but he spun and finished sixth. You know who won that race? Who? Bubba
2: Wallace. Bubba Wallace. So,
1: I mean, a Jordan brand truck, presumably Michael Jordan was at least somewhat interested in this, given his interest in the sport and his team logo is, or his sponsor logos on the hood of this truck. It's slick truck. It was black and Carolina blue, with some like uh, gray kind of concrete looking stuff on it. it, it's it's a really neat looking truck. But yeah, Denny was in that race, and then <laughs> he probably took notice at that time of Bubba Wallace a little bit. And yeah. then you know, obviously his his profile's been raised quite a bit because of the last six months. Look, man, uh, we haven't talked. We've talked a lot about what this ownership deal means, but for Bubba Wallace, what do you think this means personally man. to be to to be have to have gone through what he's gone through this year and now have this kind of validation? At he, the end of it.
2: He has said on, uh, on a recent podcast, I believe he was on Door Bumper Clear, and he said, I'm betting on myself. And he's like, if I'm going to bet on myself, and this is before they announced this deal, I'm going to bet on myself, and if I fail at this, then you're going to see Bubba Wallace walk away. We didn't talk in the third person, but he said, you're going to see me walk away from the sport because, you know, which he's like, I'm, "I'm if I get everything handed to me with the best equipment possible, and I still can't perform, he said, and that's a me issue, so why am I going to waste my time? So, I mean... He's very motivated and I don't think, I think he'll be in here for 10 years. I think he's going to be, I, I, when I say the Lewis Hamilton of NASCAR, I mean that he's going to uh, usher in and open the door and it's going to be quite the normal thing to see a African American winning a race, just like it's, it's the same for a British African driver of, uh, of Lewis Hamilton to win F1 races. It's a normal thing. It's a right. matter of fact, it's like automatic nowadays. I don't know if it'll be automatic in NASCAR because of the way it's set up, but Bubba Wallace is going to click off wins, and it's going to be something that – I mean, think about this. A lot of people back in, what was it, May, June, when, when Bubba Wallace started you know voicing his opinions on things, you had a lot of boomers on the NASCAR you know Facebook groups and things like that saying, that's it, NASCAR's dead, right? Yeah. Um, well, think about this. You've got a whole new – I mean – what if they have a Jordan racing shoe that becomes like sneakerheads go crazy for, right? And it's like a, a racing style, like almost like a Puma, Converse kind of like low cut shoe, but it looks like a racing shoe, and it's a bub, it's got Bubba's
1: colors or the team colors. Oh,
2: trust me. I mean, think about. It. There's going to be a way for people to have that never been into NASCAR going to be like, dude, I want to go to NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, I I want to go.
1: Me. I've already been thinking about can we get Jordan brand apparel out of a merch truck at the, t- at the no, track? Well, can I buy Jordans at the track that have the colorway from yeah. the car yeah. that they're running or like what their, pr- their primary paint scheme, whatever that looks yeah. like, Let- whatever colors it is. Let's I, say, let's say he gets Eckrich to be a primary sponsor and they have a green car, which I thought yeah. always was cool. I ha- actually own a oh, diecast dude? of that. Do a green jo- Bubba Jordan. Like, yeah. well, of course, dude, I mean, the
2: cash app Jordans would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> um but i want to tell you this before we move on to, to the next thing is that uh this is also a really good potential hope in my brain with my fight with fanatics um did i tell you about an extra large bubble wall yeah, that t- my wife it. now wears as a crop top when she goes to fitness classes because yeah. it, sh- it literally shrunk that much um that's terrible and she's, and she's like five foot one so that just shows you how bad fanatics is but maybe this is a chance for jordan to say um excuse me no the jordan brand's not going on that piece of garbage yeah. Do, be, do better you know yeah, like no, yeah. that's not going to happen and then there's a way for fanatics to step up and actually make i don't know 50 50 blend shirts instead of 100 percent non-pre-shrunk cotton so this may be a win-win for everybody that we're going to get yeah. quality merchandise but yeah as long as the merchandise doesn't suck um which i don't think it will with the jordan brand yeah you're going to be seeing me uh spend a maybe a decent amount of money going into 21 on getting a new hat new shirt maybe a jacket um a couple die casts for sure man it's gonna be fun I, i'm i'm pumped i'm an unapologetic bubble wallace fan have been since i watched him in 2011 i believe it was at columbus motor speedway in the number six car uh for rev racing win the canon east race and i've been a fan ever since hooked ever since well
1: and that's a guy you bring that up rev racing at that time and some of his stuff he actually well no i don't know about that time but since then he went on to race for ford yep He then raced Toyota, Chevy,
2: Toyota, then Ford, Toyota,
1: then Ford, then Chevy. Now back to Toyota. So good for Bubba Wallace. Here's what I know, man. You look at some of the guys in this sport who everyone talks about. Eric Jones. Eric Jones gets talked about all the time. It's like, oh man, he could be the next great driver. He should get this ride or that ride. Eric Jones has two career victories. Eric Almirola has two career victories. Bowman has two career victories. Dilly Dilly has three. Uh, Ryan Blaney has four. None of these guys are over 10. Uh, Chase Elliott is eight and Chase Elliott's like really come on this year. Yeah. He's got eight total wins. Clint Boyer, his whole yeah. career has 10 rate, 10 race wins. Yeah. If you don't think Bubba Wallace in this equipment could at least be among those guys by the time he gets, you know, that amount of time in a good ride, you're kidding yourself. Like he's going to be probably a guy who wins multiple races a year, may get to double digit wins in the next five years over his career. I I I think he's going to be a super speedway target all the time. He's going to always be in that mix, and uh, this is for me nothing but good for NASCAR. Yeah. The exposure for NASCAR is tremendous. So
2: well, th- well, real quick, before we move on to Bubba has won on dirt. He has won on a short track in Martinsville. He's won on intermediate with Texas. He's oh, yeah. won on big big tracks like like uh, Michigan. So he is he's been able to win. He has been able to win on road courses, obviously, but which which you know what they may have to start picking up the road course his road course game because now nascar just announced a new track
1: yes we will talk about that a little bit more later uh but next we're going to take a break we're going to come back and we're going to talk to ori roberts from dick trickle racing and we're going to talk about his trip to bristol if you're listening to the stagger podcast All right, welcome back to the Stagger Podcast. Now, joining us is a guy who was at the Bristol race, the elimination race, for the first round of the playoffs. He's Ori Roberts. He runs a fantasy league called Dick Trickle Racing. I am a member of that fantasy league, and uh, Derek is going to join that fantasy league next year, so we're excited to have Woo-hoo. Ori on, the commissioner of the Dick Trickle Racing or Fantasy Racing League. The biggest Dick Trickle of them all. <laughs> How you doing, Ori? <laughs>
0: Hey guys, what's up? Uh long-time listener, first-time caller. Glad to uh <laughs> glad to be a part of it. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, you're like the second phone call we've ever had on this podcast, <laughs> so we're pretty excited about that. Um so you took the uh, Dick Trickle guys, you guys all went down to Bristol. It's the annual rite of passage for this fantasy league. I have gone on it before. I did not go this time. But uh how was it, man? What was what was the atmosphere like given, you know, it's a little bit of a different year with all the pandemic stuff?
0: yeah it was you know everybody was uh for the most part was being responsible with their mask. you know uh some of us had been there um when the race had been rained out in 2016 from saturday to sunday um and we thought it was about the same type of crowd as a rain out crowd um so that was really interesting when we got in there and uh, uh you know saw everybody at their seats and whatnot um, you know, it, it was a it was a great atmosphere uh, for fans being back at the track. Uh, the crowd was really engaged with the uh, you know the, the little bit of uh, driver introductions they did and uh, th- things like that. Um, you know, once the race got going, uh, of course there was a lot of playoff drama. Um, I think DiBenedetto and Blaney both had uh, decent cars at times. Uh, I think the Benedetto led for a little bit as well, if I remember right. Um, obviously then, uh, you know, Byron got a uh, mixed up in a little bit of trouble and, uh, you know, then it turned into a, a dominating show of, you know, two of the best drivers right now. I, uh, you know, Kyle doesn't have a win this year, but uh, he's still one of the best out there, obviously. And yeah. for, for Harvick to, uh, to hold off Kyle in the closing laps there is, 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 is uh, quite the accomplishment and uh Man, you got to think Harvick's, you know, going for broke and is uh, is definitely the championship favorite right now.
2: Yeah. Now you you brought up William Byron and I have a question about that. Did you happen to see the car that he said stopped on the straightaway and he ran and him it, over?
0: That is a really funny st- story, Derek, because one guy out of our group of nine saw it and we joked. I saw on Twitter that uh, TV didn't cover it very well. No and we we joked that the guy that saw it in our group was the only person that saw it because uh, (laughs) obviously you can't talk talk to each other very well at Bristol, so you get very very good at um, sign language and, uh, you know, hand communication, reading lips, things like that, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, we saw Byron smoking, and uh, I looked over, and, you know, my buddy made an indication that he got sandwiched type of thing so no I didn't, I didn't see it we caught a couple replays on uh, Colossus yeah. and uh, and saw that but we joke that our, our one buddy there was the only person that saw it <laughs> happen yeah that's
1: yeah. it's too bad man because I'll tell you this and for people who've never been to Bristol and now Derek knows obviously or you know that you're right you can't hear anybody talk if you ever hear those or you see those little uh, scanner headsets with the mouthpiece on it and you think all right is someone just trying to be cute are they trying to be like I'm really in this. I'm like a real racer. Well, tracks like Bristol, it's a, it's a worthwhile investment if you have one of those, because you can actually sit there and talk with your buddies that you're at the race with. Cause otherwise you, you're absolutely right. You can't hear a thing. It's so loud. And, and I don't mind that by the way, I think good. I mean, that's, it's a race. Like it's in, it's, you put race cars in a gymnasium, basically it's going to be loud, but the other part of that is it's so much action happening. You can be following like three different battles and checking them every time they hit the turns and all that. And you can be like darting your eyes all over the place and still miss the biggest thing that happens that night because yeah. there's just so much to look at at this track because you can see everything.
0: Definitely. We actually uh, we actually took three guys this year that it was their first NASCAR race. They had never <sighs> been to a NASCAR <laughs> race. So an awesome, awesome experience for them. <laughs> but, but they, they noted... Uh, you know, how quickly it becomes a conveyor belt of cars. And, you know, they, they were like, we lost track of the leader. Um, yeah. And it, it was hard for them to, uh, you know, gather where the battle for the lead might be and, and things like that. But overall, you know, what, a, what an experience for, for their first race uh, uh, type of situation. And they had a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I do. I do think speaking of the scanners, Bristol is the case study for if you've thought, should I buy a scanner or rent one at least? (laughs) Yes. 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 At Bristol, (laughs) you need one. You need to know what's happening. And it's hard to even or just some radio that has the broadcast so you can at least listen to it in real time and hear what they're doing. You know, as it's like the leaders are going into three. Oh, they hit doors. You know, you can just check over real quick. Oh, they're in three. I see it. Oh, there's yes. I see smoke coming off one of the cars. That's that's the beauty of having one of those scanners at that track. Um. All right, so let's talk a little bit about where the playoffs now stand, Ori, because, you know, obviously the race was won by Kevin Harvick. Um, Kyle Busch was complaining about lappers and saying that a couple guys didn't get out of his way, and if they had made better decisions, maybe he could have had a chance at, you know, going after Harvick. I think that's one of the benefits of going to a short track, and that's what I think is kind of fun about short tracks is you can have the best car of the day, but if you can't navigate the lappers – It makes it hard to pass. Did you did you find do you agree with that or or where do you kind of stand on Kyle Busch's statement about lap cars?
0: You know, I'm a I'm a longtime NASCAR fan, and lap cars have just been you know uh, a part of the thing. Growing up, I listened to a lot of uh, races on the radio, and I always just thought that lap cars were. As a kid, I thought these lap cars were literally just slow cars on the track for, <laughs> for the leaders to navigate around. <laughs> so, you know, lap cars, you know, for me, as this longtime fan, I've been a fan practically my whole life. It You know, it's just, it is what it is. It, you know, they're out there. You got to work around them. It was really funny that we you guys bring this up, though, because one of the, the new guys that we took, he said, he goes, well, why isn't it a rule that those guys get, you know, five, 10, 15 laps down? Why aren't, why don't you just remove them from the track so the leaders can race? And I was like, you know, I kind of looked at him and I was like, I don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> no, you know, why, that's, why? A, that's yeah. a solid point. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I'll say this. I think to that point, because what NASCAR does do is their minimum speed, Right. So if you're not keeping the minimum speed, which is a percentage of the lap time, it's like what 120% of the lap time of the leaders. Um so if so if you're not within 100 if you're not you know 20% slower than that, if you're way far off the pace, they do bring you in. Yeah. But at a place like Bristol, right? I mean, that could make you a 20 lap down car and you could still go out there running. At what point is that is that workable? I I think lap cars make more sense at a place like Bristol or Martinsville because you can't have a field of more than... You'd have to have 15 car fields if you didn't want to right. have lap cars. Right. But at a place like, yeah, a mile and a half or bigger track, there is no reason for guys to be out there 10 laps down. It's it's a solid point by him. Maybe you have a, a percentage of laps down that you can be... Like maybe at Bristol it's 30 laps down or I, bigger than you're out. But I, at Charlotte it's like if you're more than 8 laps down then you're out. I you got
2: know? it. I mean there's a natural progression here if you just uh, by end of stage two when they throw that caution if you're x amount of laps down it's almost like a cut line in golf if you're this many laps down sorry your night's over and you go off the track i think you know that's that would be a cool thing
1: ori i really like that idea that your buddy brought up because the other thing that that brings up is let's say you're coming to the end of a stage and you're seven laps down at a track where you're if you're eight laps down you're out and at the end of stage one you're or two, you're seven laps down. <laughs> like, the leader's coming up on the lapper with five to go. That guy's going to be fighting his tail off to stay on the lead. Yeah. Like, to, to not lose his race. And that's, I mean, you're a soccer fan, or You watch Liverpool, I know. Like, that's the relegation battle in the Premier League. Like, it makes the back of the field kind of interesting. Where a Garrett Smithley might actually have to figure something out at the end of a rate at the end of a stage like that would be a, a thing that they could highlight on TV that might oh man this guy's racing so hard against the leaders because if he goes a lap down here and doesn't get his lap back He's out of the race. That's a that's a pretty interesting point. I I'm with you. I don't necessarily have a good answer for that either. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And um, you know, not not to uh, to drop rival podcasts, but I I listen to Door Bumper Clear. Every oh, we week. do too. Yeah. And and uh, and you know, I hear the spotters talk a lot about you know how they're communicating to their driver where the uh, where the leaders are. I rewatched the last you know 20, 30 laps of the race. I I thought it was really interesting uh harvick and kyle bush came up on christopher bell and he pulled off to the inside and and let them go to battle it out battle it out and uh you know the leaders caught a couple other uh lap cars you know uh smithley was one of them gates might have been another one that kyle mentioned and uh they didn't didn't do a very good job getting out of the way as as we know yeah Yeah,
1: i do think you have to it's a fine balance right you got to give leeway i know you don't just want to be out there just to make laps and do nothing. But at the same point, you don't want to cost someone their race and, and not, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to have an accident, right? You don't want to have the, the Quinn Huff situation like you had earlier this year where, you know, you end a guy's day just cause you can't get out of You, you cut down in front of him trying to get to pit lane. What was that at Texas? I want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, that was a bad deal. So yeah, um, yeah. but overall let's uh, let's talk about the playoffs real quick here. So the next four out, so Cole Custer, obviously, one of the four that got eliminated along with William Byron, Ryan Blaney, and Matt Debenedetto. Dibs is uh, you know, a fan favorite, but he's out.
2: Just the dibs.
1: Yeah. So the next round, here's what you've got. Eric Almirola, he is tied, but technically out uh, because of, I don't know, stage points or I forget what. He's tied with Austin Dillon for the final spot. Kyle Busch is currently on the outs as is Clint Boyer and Kurt Busch so any of those guys you see getting out I mean do you think Kyle Busch is gonna be able to come on strong enough to get out of there because he certainly doesn't think he can
0: well f- first off if you look at round two you got you got Vegas this weekend you got Talladega and you got the Roval so you know what a what a mess what a wild card ra- round two is right you know you've got a couple races there that you know, who knows what's going to happen you know we have a pretty a decent idea at the rovo obviously talladega is uh, is a um roulette at the best right so uh um you know you, you look at those guys uh austin Dillon. uh what are what are run in the first three races of uh round one yeah and mm. uh you know, I, it's hard it would be hard to count him all out based off of his round one uh results so you know kyle bush came out and said he's like we're going to be eliminated this round so he's definitely on the edge um kurt ran okay but uh those four that are out right now uh you'd like to think that kyle could get up in there and maybe knock austin Dillon out or maybe bowman yeah uh Bo- bowman didn't have the best second half of the year after coming back from covid um so he might be on the edge as well but uh I yeah. think I think if any of the guys on the outside looking in right now could could make it, it would be Kyle, obviously, and uh, you'd have to think he would could knock out uh, Bowman or, or Dilly.
2: Yeah, I, I think that that's going to be a fair assessment on Bowman. I I don't think he makes it to the next round. One thing I would point out is that you have the two wild cards in this in this scenario. So I think is with the Roval and with Talladega. So you're going to see the Denny Hamlin's, the Kevin Harvicks, Martin Trix Jr., Brad Keselowski these guys are going to be hauling it at Vegas. And I would anticipate one of those top three or four guys in the championship to actually win the race because they just want to be locked in the next round before you get to the chaos of Charlotte and Talladega. So I, that's what I'm thinking. So, I mean, I, I think it's gonna be a fun watch this this round. But but real quick, um, I do have a, an off the wall question for you. So you're in Ohio, a lot of the guys you you met up with are from Ohio and they're driving down to Bristol. It's like a six, seven-hour drive. Where are you stopping? What's like the go-to place you have to go to when you're doing a NASCAR road trip? That's like our well, kind of thing.
0: When we when we left Columbus, the the goal was it was a it was a no-stop race. Uh, we were we were topped off on fuel. Nice. Our tires were our tires were good, <laughs> and we, we we were dedicated to getting to Bristol. You uh, You wanted those, the, you wanted those uh, five
2: bonus points, didn't you?
0: Well, yeah, yeah. you got to get to the five <laughs> bonus points for leaving leaving the lap. You know, Larry <laughs> Mack over here screaming about it. Right. That's right. So, yeah. Uh, um but you know getting down there we want to get to one of our fra- favorite restaurants in Bristol is Cootie Browns yeah and uh their slogan is real food and it, it is really good uh, it
1: does no Cootie Browns if you've been to Bristol it just says real food on it it's like as opposed to I would the hope I would hope so I I'd hope all these places are doing that but maybe not you never know yeah you guys also oh. go to uh, blackbird uh bakery is another place down in Bristol that's excellent. People haven't been Yeah,
0: there. We, we actually found out they opened a new location. They have two locations now open in Bristol. Cool. So we uh, we checked that out and got some donuts for the morning of the tailgate.
1: Nice. Yeah, and uh, so Dick Trickle Racing, kind of explain to people, explain to people th- what the league is and then explain this trip for people who have, you know, because everybody goes to Bristol and does it their own way. Explain how this all came together and how you guys started the Fantasy League.
0: Uh, we, uh, we started it when I was in college. I, I kind of got... I kind of got annoyed with uh, like ESPN.com and NASCAR.com forcing me to do fantasy, you know, the way they had it, you know, teed up, I guess you would say. So in 2011, we kind of, me and four of my buddies at that point kind of broke out and we said, we're going to do our own fantasy league. We're going to track it ourselves. And, uh, you know, do things the way we want to. And uh, that started and we've, we've kind of just evolved. Uh, when, when we go into 2021, uh, we'll be up to 10 members. Like you mentioned a little earlier, Derek's going to come on board. Yeah, yep. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a bunch of guys talking NASCAR and having fun and, you know, doing fantasy the way we want to do it. And, uh, you know, that, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, but, you, you know, you mentioned the Bristol trip. Uh, we started going to Bristol in two, uh, 2015 um, to the night race, and uh, it's kind of become a rite of passage if you want to be in or around uh, Dick Trickle Racing. Uh, I think everybody's been now once. We'll have to get Derek going next year. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm already there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the night race should be on every uh, fan's bucket list. And, uh, you know, we've even started uh, venturing out to some other tracks. Uh, one of our members lives down in charlotte so he's around a bunch of tracks as well and uh we're we're gonna try to get to some more places here in in the future as well
1: yeah it's a it's a lot of fun i'm hopeful that uh people will go follow you guys as well give people the twitter handle if they want to follow you on twitter
0: it's uh at dick t underscore racing follow us on there we're we're a decent follow and try to I try to stay up with Bob, pa- uh, Bob Pockers to, uh, be retreating some of the, the late breaking news.
1: Yeah, for real. That's, nice. uh, that's always a good thing to do. But, uh, yeah, everybody at the Dick Trickle Racing League, we all, uh, love and appreciate the legacy of Dick Trickle. Uh, it's definitely not like, I know a lot of people have joked about Dick Trickle, but, uh, no, you guys, that was one of the things I really enjoyed was I was following you guys on Twitter. You guys would interact with me on Twitter and that's how we kind of got hooked up. But yeah, it's uh it's it's a good deal, man. He was a he was a good driver and obviously had a you know, a lot of a legacy that he had at short tracks sure around champion. the country. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, Dick Trickle was the man. So it that's what really partially drew me to the to the league was like, Hey, you guys are talking about Dick Trickle and I think it's cool, man. I think it's cool to keep his memory alive and yeah, the dick is the trophy and everybody wants to get their hands on the dick. What are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, we got we got our die cast trophy and yeah, we're you know, he's, uh, he definitely had uh, one of the, the best names in sports. I think we've had that conversation. And uh, we, we obviously want to keep his legacy alive. Like you said, one of the best short track racers to ever live. And uh, I actually made the uh, pilgrimage to uh, uh, his hometown up in Wisconsin a few years ago. And I got nice. to go visit the, uh, the Dick Trickle Memorial uh, before it, it wasn't quite complete yet. Uh, His statue wasn't up, but uh, it was still really cool to visit visit his hometown. And uh, that memorial is now complete, and uh, you can actually find out more about it on our Twitter page as well. Awesome. So uh, if you want to check that out up in uh, uh, Rudolph, Wisconsin. Perfect.
1: All right, man. Well, thanks for this. We appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, uh, I guess we got to, from here, we'll just sign off. But uh, till the next Bristol race, man. Enjoy, and uh, we're glad you came on.
0: Definitely, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Love, love your guys' podcast. Oh. And, uh, like I said, thank, thanks again.
1: All right. Our thanks again to Ori for coming on and talking some Bristol. Uh, before we get out of here, we got to talk about one more place. Maybe that the Dick trickle racing guys could go. Maybe that you will be traveling to circuit of the Americas is going to be a new NASCAR track. Yeah. If you're familiar with the track down in Austin, Texas, it has hosted Formula One races. It has hosted sports car and IndyCar races, but it will now be the home of a NASCAR race as well. Ooh. And that is that is taking a race away from Texas. Texas is going to now be the all-star race. And yeah. then it's just one regular season Texas race instead of oh. two. So the Texas crowd still has two races in their state. Yeah. Well, technically they we get three because they're getting, three. Three they're getting the All Star event, which will be fun for them. But I mean, I I love that idea. I'd rather have less mile and a half tracks that count for points yep. and more variation in the schedule. So mm-hmm. I love the Coda idea, but give me your thoughts.
2: Oh, I'm I'm super pumped about it because could you imagine NASCAR going up the hill into the oh, left handing turn one? I can't one. imagine it. It's gonna be insane, I'm gonna be super pumped for it, and it's gonna be one of those things that's just gonna be a joy to watch. And man, I'm thinking like, this is gonna have the opportunity to have, I mean, this is my selfish talking coming out, but there's a chance you're gonna have like three or four nascar drivers potentially in a bond joe rogan's podcast now that he moved out there to austin <laughs> okay. but but yeah no seriously serious one of our if you don't know we're both from columbus we're both big soccer fans and yeah the the, the soccer team in austin tried to steal our soccer team so one of our listeners tony in our uh, stagger nation group was like yeah f austin no <laughs> i don't oh, right, care about yeah. that yeah but <laughs> about, a little aside, vitriol there aside yeah. from the fact that the track's based outside of austin um it's a really cool track i love watching hey, it
1: the guy who owns that track tried to prevent that from half. Yes. He, he was the owner of another soccer team in Austin, and he tried to stop the MLS move of the Columbus team to Austin. So, hey, you got that going yeah, for you. Yeah, we
2: got that going for you. But, um, but you know, it's going to be a great track. The Car race there that Colton Herda won was fantastic. I I, I just – I think it's going to be great. I want to go get a press pass, take photos there because it's going to be phenomenal. Dude,
1: that first turn with a 3,400-pound stock car going up that hill at full tilt because you have to – Yeah. When you let off the gas with that car going up a hill to make that corner, there's gonna be all kinds of chaos. I know they I know they can they can do all the simulation on it and all that stuff, yeah. but the reality is these cars they're not made to go up a track like that. So that's what I like to see. But yeah. Tony Stewart took a stock car out on that track last year as part of the preparations yeah. for this to see if it was even feasible. And he said he thinks there's at least three or four good passing zones that's good. at this track. So yeah. Yeah. I, I like this better than having Rovals. No yeah. offense to the Charlotte thing or even, you know, the Daytona, Daytona Roval yeah. that they did this year. I would prefer a real road course. Mm-hmm. I love Watkins Glen. I I enjoy it when they go out to Sonoma. Sonoma but yeah. this will be another one where now you've got West Coast, East Coast and the South all yeah. covered with a road course. All you need is like All we mid need Ohio. Is Michigan
2: to give up a date and mid Ohio ticket. Yeah. Ohio <laughs>
1: or, El- or Elkhart Lake. Elkhart I'd give, Lake. give it to That'd road America yeah. too. Just then we get the North involved too. And we'd have four corners of road course. I'd love that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's been a, this has been a fun episode, man. Thanks for everybody who checked us out. Maybe you checked us out for the first time. Follow us on Twitter at stagger podcast, Instagram, same deal. And uh, yeah, subscribe on whatever you're listening on. If it's Apple, Spotify, Google podcast, just hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button. And check back every AOL. week for more content. Yeah. If you have uh MySpace. Do you if you if you have a GeoSites uh, website, just check us out. We're, we're check here. us out on Instant Messenger. we <laughs> you got C D you get that C D in the mail for free internet. Check, yeah, put, yeah, pop it in, it goes right to our yeah. site. Uh, that's it for us. <laughs> Till next time, stay safe and stay staggered.